0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode 10 of the In Context podcast with me, Gregor Thompson. For this episode, I have freelance journalist Olivia Otiba on, who I've had a couple of times before when we spoke about race with the Black Lives Matter movement and the insurgency at the White House. Um, For this topic, we're going to talk about gender, sexual violence, rape culture. Um, This will be probably quite a dark conversation, but it is one we need to have. I think this conversation needs to continue to be had and it should be done in the way that we will have this conversation very openly, non-judgmentally, no one shouting, no one no one bringing anyone down or cancelling anyone. I think this needs to be an open conversation and I think we should not be afraid of being wrong. I don't think we should tiptoe around these subjects. We should be speaking our minds and if someone thinks we're wrong then we fix that with conversation. We don't fix that with cancelling anyone or shouting people down. So please enjoy this conversation. Right, so um, here we are again. Hello. Um, so yeah, the reason I wanted to get you on the show for this one is because we seem to always have honest, kind of open, non-ju- non-judgmental conversations. No we one's canceling anyone, <laughs> no one's yeah. shutting anyone down. Exactly.
1: Um,
0: um, so that yeah, this topic is another kind of sensitive one, like we've, we've done one with um, breaks yeah. and stuff like that. So. I'll just set up the episode. So on the evening of 3rd of March 2021, 33-year-old marketing executive Sarah Everard disappeared in South London and this sparked a lot of conversations, raising awareness, viral posts regarding sexism, sexual assault and rape culture. So the way I thought we'd discuss this topic is there was two posts on social media that I saw went viral following the disappearance of Sarah Everard about what men can do to better themselves and hmm. um, I will read out some of the, po- the points um, that are on it I won't put them up on the screen just for copyright reasons but and um, before we get to the specific points I wanted to make a general point about the whole topic and just see what you think about some of these topics so okay the main one is I'm getting a bit of deja vu with the Black Lives Matter topic everyone's just kind of went quiet it, yeah it was weird so like it was I noticed it was less than a week like two days after maybe this sort of this massive viral post and stuff like that everyone on my social media post posts were like posting stuff about um sexual assault and stuff like that their experiences which which makes sense it's a massive topic that needs to be discussed and it's a massive issue that we should be discussing but I noticed it was maybe like three or four days just silence no no one's talking about anymore and it was almost the same as with the black lives matter point and i just i'm just curious do you you think this is this is a social media trend or is this activism can it be both
1: both? yeah can it can it be both i mean i think obviously people really care about these issues to talk about them i mean i think people do care about them But at the same time, I think you're right in the sense that, you know, these days we tend to have this big furore about a topic and then a few days or a few weeks later it goes quiet. And I think I've said this to you before, I think we need to maybe if we really do want to get into activism and we really are passionate about these topics, social media is a great tool to get your opinion out there or to raise awareness. But, and obviously due to COVID, we can't really go out. So what could we maybe do after COVID to make sure that life is still given to these subjects? Because they have such an impact when there's millions of people talking about them. But imagine what we could achieve if millions of people put that, Work and that effort into organisations, into charities, into maybe public more public speaking, um. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think we do do that in society now, don't we? Where it's kind of this big hoo ha about something, and then it kind of dies down. This was really important, though. I think this was a little bit different. Um. But yeah, I do get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Um. I also think like going on about activism is that a lot of these issues are very people are very accusatory with their activism where they'll say if someone's being silent or if someone's not doing everything they can to fight say like racism or sexism then they're racist or sexist and it's almost the same with this topic as well as if if there's anyone who's not posting about this or anyone who's not actively doing something they're sexist and I think I just think that we've we've got at the moment we've got a lot on our plates and we shouldn't be accusing people of not doing everything they can especially when people like two or three days after this 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 big problem that they're not going to post anything anymore it's like if you're going to accuse people of being silent don't do the same thing two or three days later
1: I mean first of all rest in peace to obviously Sarah Everard and um, her family and condolences to her family I think that's really important to say and I do agree with you to the most extent in regards to we do in society now we accuse people very quickly and if you're not doing this box-ticking exercise of what people expect because your own expectations are your own perception So it was the same with the Black Lives Matter thing, when people were saying, well, if you're not posting on Facebook, then you're racist. And we know that's not true. We know I'm mixed race and I know some of my friends were really active on social media and posting and some of my friends weren't as active. And one friend I spoke to said, without going on too much of a tangent, she said, you know, I would love to post. I just don't feel like I know enough about it. And I don't feel like I have the knowledge to speak on it. So I would rather listen and digest information rather than go and rush to post something that I'm not really actually thinking about and considering, which I thought was actually a really mature and um, great perspective to give, uh, if that makes sense. Same with this topic. Now, I do think clearly we have a society which is very male dominated. And I do think we do have a an issue with, some males but then we can't generalize and say that all males are like that because we all come from women and men really if we're going way back um but at the same time we obviously do have an issue in society where a lot of murders and rapes are perpetrated by male um males Mm -hmm. so there is an issue in society but if you're directly talking about the generalization of it then i agree we need to be very careful when we generalize and that's an issue i think we have right across the board now with the social media kind of culture
0: yeah Hope that uh, kind sense. of. yeah yeah no it, it leads nicely into the next kind of topic so the first post i want to talk about it's quite a long one so the main crux of the post is basically a reply to men who say not all men. So the not all men reply was when um, people were saying men need to change, um, men need to, you know, basically stop sexual assaulting women. Um, and some men replied saying, well, it's not all men, which I just, I think this is similar to the all lives matter reply. And yeah. that it's a it's a fair point, it makes sense. Of course, all lives matter. But it's not really. I don't know if it's if it's quite necessary in this conversation. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe 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 a good compromise would say if you're going to talk about this issue, say too many men do this or Mm -hmm. this like like a lot of men do that. And I think the another fair point is changing the language in which we speak about this. So one example I saw was we shouldn't be saying this is how many women get raped a year. It should be this is how many men rape women. I mean mm, you're you're yeah. putting the you're putting the, the focus on the women and making them almost like the perpetrator when in reality this is this is a male issue. But I just think, yeah, yeah what do you what do you think about the, the not all men reply?
1: I mean I agree with everything you said. It is very very similar. Well, it really is very similar to the, you know, all lives matter response. And it is quite irrelevant but I think what's missing in society now is context and nobody seems to be mindful of the language that they're using so if you say um, men and you don't provide context then that would hint to the other side so men that you're saying that all men are like this Um, I posted something to my story and somebody replied um, well one of my old editors was basically saying when I moved to Glasgow you know be really careful Um, next to the river, you know, men are, you know, bloody bastards and I know how they think kind of thing. Um, And someone took kind of offence to that and he was like, I'm more concerned about the fact that he's saying all men are like this. And I was like, you know, fair point, but he is also a male, so he knows exactly how some men think. But it is the context, it's the words that you use, some men. You know, you could, but I think you're right in terms of, I was just thinking there when you were saying about how, you know, women, it puts emphasis on women rather than men. I think that does maybe stop victims from speaking out because um, it's a shame, potentially. The shame in society we kind of perpetrate, oh, it's like all the emphasis is on the women. Whereas really, if we maybe flip that around and say, you know, this is how many men rape women, it wouldn't be so much of our issue, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I just, I think... I, don't, I just don't understand why so many men got so upset about this. I get, I get the not all men point, but I just think people got too emotional about it. Like for me, it's the same with the Black Lives Matter thing. I didn't take offence to Black Lives Matter. I just think, why would I take offence to Black Lives Matter? And it's the same with this issue. I, why would I take offence to this? It's just, I know that when they say men, I'm not part of that category if they're talking about Men who rape or many sexual well, assault. Doesn't. So why would I take offence to that? Yeah, I'm, it's like you need to. It's like the context thing. You just look at this with context. You know that when women are saying men do this, they're not saying all men do this.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes you think maybe these men have a guilty conscience. Maybe it's not to yeah. the extremity of raping somebody. Um, you would mm-hmm. hope not, but maybe they, they do have a guilty conscience because I mean lines can be blurred it's been something I've been thinking about lately um I mean I had an instance once where you know I was with somebody and it took a long, you know, I had to keep saying no, you know, no, I don't want to, no, I don't want to. And you don't really think much of it at the time. And it was actually before all of this, it was about a year ago, I was reading, I think I was just Googling one day as I do and kind of reading up on things and they were saying, oh, it's coercion. Like that's what sexual coercion is. If you have to say, what well, part of it, if you have to say no 10 times over and then you kind of just give up, you know, where are the lines here? So obviously it's not all men, but I'm sure men, A lot of men maybe have a story where they've made a joke to their friends um, about maybe sexual assault or rape or maybe, you know, and again, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm sure there is a lot of men there who probably have advocated for behaviour in their friend groups, which really isn't acceptable. And I've seen it with my own eyes. But again, we have to be careful. I mean, the Sarah Everard case where she was murdered. So that's one extreme to another, if that makes sense. And I think we just have to be very conscious of what the extremes are and deal with them accordingly.
0: I think for men, probably the best thing to do if you if you're not on that extreme that you've 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 never sexually assaulted someone or raped someone, it's still I think it's still useful to look back on all your experiences have you made a joke that you shouldn't have made have you Something laughed exactly. at a joke you shouldn't have laughed at or even just look at some some of like your sexual encounters how how did that how, how did you behave there did you behave correctly stuff like that it might obviously it might not lead to the fact that you might have sexually assaulted someone but your, your behavior might have been a like somewhat inappropriate or you could still learn lessons from your past even if you've never sexually assaulted or raped anyone
1: and I think this is the thing I think the person I was with I I highly doubt they saw it like that you know and I think this is but maybe it's our education and society that needs to improve I've seen a lot of people say well why don't we teach young boys and young women in our sex education classes on what a healthy relationship looks like on how to treat each other on how men should treat women and be conscious of the things that women really do go through in society, like I said, I highly doubt the person that I was with thought of it like that. But it wasn't until I came away. I even I didn't think about it like that in the, in the moment. Yeah. And it wasn't until I came away and said, "Hang on a minute," like I said, no eight times, and yeah, you know, yeah. you kind of just kept on going, and you know that. And I actually came away, but it didn't register until later. So maybe we need to establish what the actual boundaries are and healthy relationships between men and women and really get that education in early so that we're not making the same mistakes and we're not leading to, you know, lines being blurred. Um, Because, again, people say, well, men should just know better, and that is true. But at the same time, sometimes, like I said, I didn't even know better in that situation until I came away and said, "Well, well, hang on a minute that doesn't actually sit right with me that i had to say no eight times and i just ended up giving in because you know that's you know somebody that i was with so i was like oh just Mm -hmm. give in enough okay fine you know but is that right
0: no well you you think in that situation the first the first no that should have been enough Mm -hmm. you just kind of you kind of drop it after the first no that should be enough of a signal (laughs) for you to to know that you shouldn't be taking this any further
1: Yeah and I think this is I guess slightly off topic slightly still on topic but I think when you're in relationships as well with somebody Mm -hmm. that's another thing that I've seen talked about a lot recently is when you're in a relationship with somebody um, how do you establish your boundaries how do we also as women better establish our boundaries and how do men as men better respect those boundaries it's you know it's difficult and you know like you said you're right one once should be enough but you know sometimes I think like I said I, I didn't I walked away I didn't even think much about it until later on I was kind of reading up on all this coercion stuff and I thought oh okay actually that wasn't okay and that wasn't right you know
0: yeah I think one thing I like about the conversations is they have been Well, for the first thing that I've seen focused on men, the issue before I found was that people were saying, women, you need to dress a bit, like cover yourself up more, because if you're wearing heels or you're wearing a short skirt, you're asking for it. And it's your fault. Then I think that was that was the, the majority of the conversations about this was women. You need to walk home in twos or walk home in groups because you need to be safe. And it's like, no, men stop raping women that's the the idea here is that's what it should be it's the people who are doing something wrong we should be talking about yeah and that's not the women in a short skirt totally
1: and I think I'm entitled to wear whatever I want as a woman and that should not give you the right to you know why can't women embrace their sexuality without fear of repercussion you know why can't why do men, like you're saying, no, know it's up to the men to control themselves, because again, and this has been an age old argument, men can walk around with their tops off, they can walk around in bloody speedos, and nobody bats an eyelid, no woman is really going to be like, oh, you know, um, or rarely, you know, being careful yeah. about my contacts, <laughs> mm-hmm. but rarely are women going to, you know, act on that, whereas if a woman was walking around you know, in a short skirt or heels, um, you know bad things can happen and we've all been in that situation I've talked to a few of my friends where you're walking home maybe from a night out or even just a party or even a dinner um maybe even even 10 o'clock at night when it's dark in heels and sometimes you even take some flat shoes with you to make sure that if anything happened to you you could run faster mm-hmm. or you'll have a flash and thought where you kind of say Haha, you know if, if, if that something happened to me I would not be able to run very fast in these heels But why do we have to have that fear in our minds that what we wear would garner unwanted attention? It's it's not right. And men should be taught. I think the key to this is education from a young age. And also, there's a huge responsibility on parents to make sure that they're teaching their young boys this as well. I mean... Why are men allowed to embrace their sexuality and you know their sex and gender and women aren't? Why why is that allowed? I I I just don't know.
0: So what would you consider unwanted attention? So I think in this say Mm -hmm. if we have this scenario where you've got a girl who would be considered good looking, she's maybe wearing a short skirt, she's on a night out, she would probably get a lot of attention from men anyway. Um, she might have a few men maybe asking to buy her a drink or trying to chat to kind of chat to her and stuff like that. I think in that scenario, there's nothing. I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that unless someone said, "Can I buy you a drink?" She said no, and then he insists. Mm-hmm. Like in these situations, if, if the girl says no, you just like a, a man should just be well. That's that then. But what well, do you think? Where's where's well, I suppose where's the line there in that scenario?
1: I mean, if we're talking biologically, you know, humans are designed to be attracted to each other and they're designed to see beauty in each other. And that is natural to some degree. So if I went out in a hot outfit, you know, and I was feeling good about myself and I I knew I looked good and I got a bit of attention it can sometimes be a little ego boost but you're right if if it was attention in the sense that someone was coming up and grabbing me or someone kept pestering me and following me around a bar or a restaurant or a club or somebody just wouldn't take no for an answer um or someone put their hand up my skirt of course yeah no that's i would say that's unwanted attention or someone was making disparaging remarks about what I was wearing and wouldn't leave me alone. That is unwanted attention. A little bit of attention's fine from far, but I think it all comes down to our boundaries, and everyone's boundaries are different. So what I might find acceptable, my friend might not find acceptable. Um like I personally don't really care about being cat called. I think it's a bit cringe, it's more cringy for them than it is for me and my like you know when builders whistle at you or whatever when you're walking past uh, to me that doesn't really bother me I just kind of ignore it and keep going some women really don't like that and that's that's fine you know some women find that really uncomfortable so I also think it is personal boundaries but I think we can all agree if you were out wearing a short skirt and a man kept pestering you then that is harassment if a man touched you unwantedly, that that's harassment so I don't think that's really an argument to be had there um yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's when we start going into I think this is kind of what you're getting at when we start going into the little instances of maybe builders cat calling you. I think it's a very personal thing. I, I think different people have different boundaries. Some women might like me might laugh it off or just ignore it and I won't think about it again during my day. Um mm-hmm. some women might even get an ego boost from it and some women might absolutely hate it and get really uncomfortable. I think we've got to respect each other's differences
0: yeah um and while we're on the subject i will for anyone listening or watching i'm going to link some some things i've seen like there's one with iphones where if you i think if you click your off button five times it'll do an alarm or send a message to your emergency contacts or to the emergency services to your location i think there's another one for boots pharmacy if you go in and you say something specific and Mm -hmm. it's the same with bars you can go up to the bar ask for someone and they'll know that that means you're you're in trouble basically so we'll, um, I'll link them. But, right, we'll go on to the first post on Instagram. Yes. So this one was the reply to men who say not all men are the issue. So the post says, let me clarify, clarify exactly which men are part of the problem. And then it says 67 different ways, different types of behavior that men do, some men, him do. And basically says that this is how many men there there is an issue with. Yeah. But so my a general point I want to make about this is it's 67 different types of behavior, not 67 different types of men. You'll probably find that under 10 different types of men will do the majority of this type of behavior. So like a molester is one of them is probably a man who's going to rape someone as well yeah does that make sense or if someone cat calls someone they're gonna objectify women as well so this is all just behavior of specific types of men it's not 67 different types of men it's maybe 10 i would say maybe
1: yeah
0: um but you've got so there's there's ones here that there's not much point going over because we should all be in agreement men who murder fair <laughs> men who rape that's fair else it does make a good point yeah. um that um men who rape can also that can also be um, someone who's with his girlfriend and if she says if she's very drunk and says yes that can that could maybe be construed but that should maybe we should maybe get some more context on that one but um one i didn't incels do you know what that is i have no idea what that is
1: hmm. involuntary celibates are a member of an okay, online subculture who define themselves Able to find romantic or sexual partners,
0: are they part of the problem? Unless well, unless they you... act on it and they get angry at, at all women for not finding them attractive, I think that's um, the issue. But
1: I'm guessing that's what the they meant.
0: I'm, I'm yeah. guessing
1: that's what they meant because surely, if someone can't find a sexual or intimate partner and they're celibate, then is that someone who's celibate by choice? Well, involuntary, sorry, but is that somebody who? I don't
0: know. What uh, yeah, don't, that? Cont- yeah well, that's, that's a tricky one. Maybe a bit of context is needed in that one. That Well, that's that's another one. That was my, another point I had in my mind was all these posts are so vague. Mm-hmm. And this is such a complex, sensitive topic that's that you answer. can't just be general yeah. or vague. You need to be specific. You need detail, context. And I think just some bullet points, very vague bullet points, isn't going to be the trick. And I think this is when we're talking about if this is a trend or not. I think people like to think they're maybe doing something about this issue by just clicking retweet. And it's just maybe more what might be better is to share an article, like a detailed article about this topic or this podcast, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, good Um, plug. Yeah, didn't plan
0: that one. I
1: mean, I think as a journalist as well, that's why I'm just very careful about what I put online. And um, I used to just be that person who would share everything and anything, even up till last year. And I kind of got to the point, people maybe think, well, why isn't she speaking out about that as much now? And I think it's because... I like to actually go away and read things before I put them online and make sure that I actually fully comprehend them. A bit like what my friend was saying about the Black Lives Matter thing. I would rather, there's there's power in listening as well. And I think we've forgotten about that in our modern day culture is it's great to talk and get your opinions out there. And everybody wants their perspective heard. But at the same time, there's also a huge power in listening and absorbing and absorbing information i think maybe we've we're all maybe a little bit bad at that sometimes now um because we just want to be right it's right since before it's right fighting you know we want to be right and we want to be heard
0: i think with social media as well the very nature of social media is so emotional and you can get your emotion out very quickly you can just like type something and click Mm -hmm. send really quickly without properly thinking about it so that's like i'm kind of like you I, i will really think about what i'm posting Or like this, I've been sitting on this kind of idea for since these viral posts went out. And I've just been taking the time to kind of digest everything that everyone's been saying, thinking through what I think, trying to think rationally, trying to think of these issues from a woman's perspective, not from my perspective. And I just think that's what's needed here. And I think when people are just listening, we should maybe applaud them if they're just looking at all these social media posts reading up on it but not necessarily saying anything straight away they're just digesting it all for themselves so that they're more educated in it
1: yeah and i think you've got to like how are we meant to learn from each other if we don't listen to each other um but i think you're right about this post i mean i'm I'm just looking at it here on my phone as well and it's a lot of points and to be honest i think i agree with 99 percent of them Um, But yeah, I would say there's a couple, I mean, just the example here, the, the ones who take pride in their body count conquest. This is what I was talking about earlier when we talk about I'm sure every man could probably say that when they were younger or in their friend group they've maybe made a joke or an inappropriate joke or I I don't know egg their friends on without maybe asking what their friends motives are or something I mean correct again please correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like I've heard it among friend groups myself I mean even when I was um, 17 maybe I used to go clubbing a lot and um and you know as women I have to say we dismiss a lot of these instances so and I don't know if other women agree, but I would like to think that they would. Like this we've probably, when we actually sit and think about it, had a lot more of these inappropriate, unwanted sexual um situations than we actually even really comprehend ourselves. And again, it's when you come away and you think about or when you get a little bit older and you think, hang on a minute. I mean, I've got a pl- <laughs> when I was like after all this came out, I was like, I've got a plethora of these. And you don't act on it because Some of these things also don't always go down as crimes. So what would be the point you feel like? What would be the point in reporting this? um you also don't want to hear what people might say about you well did you egg it on did you ask for it well we saw you in the club wearing that short skirt so then you and so you think it's better to stay quiet than to um my voice is well funny (laughs) it's better to stay quiet than to cause this whole furore you might know some people know the person who's done that to you and you're all in the same friend group so you don't want to rock the boat there's so many different instances and I mean I was 17 I was in a club and I mean I got you know I went outside for a cigarette with this guy and you know he kind of started touching me a little bit inappropriately so I was like okay right let's go back inside yeah I'm I'm someone I keep my cool quite a lot but and I try and keep a handle on a situation um and I kind of pushed him off because he just did it without kind of any permission or I'd maybe kissed him or something but then it just went a little bit I didn't want anything else like that we were in public as well we were outside so they started you know getting a little bit inappropriate so I said okay let's go back inside and then the next day his whole friend group was saying oh you slept with him and I was thinking first of all we were on a public street (laughs) so I don't know how that's meant to happen and two it's just I was actually quite disgusted by that because I thought you know instead of either just keeping your mouth shut or asking me, you're actually coming up with a rumour. And no matter how much I try to protest it and say, well, no, no, we didn't. You know, I kind of pushed them back and went back into the club. And, but then you ignore it. You just carry on with your night. And I'm sure a lot of women have stories like that where you know it's a little bit inappropriate or you know it's wrong, but then you just ignore it and you you just get on with life.
0: Yeah, I think with... With this male culture of like counting up your sexual conquests, I think that was the quote. um I think with that, just thinking on the top of my head now, I think it's a maturity thing as well. I mm. think this is this is something that eighteen year old guys will do. Um, and probably I was probably part of it as well at that age, but you grow mm. out of it you 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 get to you get to a certain age. And, and this isn't me. This isn't me condoning it at all. I no, no, I don't think start. you are. But I'll let you finish. <laughs> um, yeah, I think most yeah. guys should grow out of that. They reach a certain age where they think it sh- that does, that doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter, and we shouldn't be thinking that way. And I think just some guys don't grow out of it, and they just that that's their mindset for their whole lives. And I think maybe maybe the answer to that is to stopping that mindset from the get go, so that it's not just it's not just young eighteen year olds who are doing that it's no one is, do, is doing that like it shouldn't be like we grow out of it which is a good thing but maybe we, sh- we shouldn't have anything to grow out of that shouldn't be the mindset that should maybe yeah. be taught not to think that way
1: maybe if we didn't gatekeep sex in society we just made it a normal neutral thing that we do for pleasure or we do to pro- recreate sorry procreate recreate procreate <laughs> Um, (laughs) I can't get my words out today Um, then maybe yeah it wouldn't seem like such a trophy or an achievement um because let's be honest again that's what we were all put on this planet for to some degree was to procreate and I think if we again had it goes back to education and you know when I look back to my sex ed classes at school I can't even remember what we were taught I found out about that through a neighbor um (laughs) when I was like eight years old and it was my female neighbors were like you do know what vagina is and all this kind of stuff and I was like no Uh, they're like and they explained it all and my mum was horrified but my grandma was like listen she's nine you know like she's going to be a teenager in a couple of years she's moving I was moving up to Scotland she was like you don't know what the kids are going to be like up there I think you should slowly start to discuss this with her because it's something that she's going to need to know about but up until then I really was really naive I had no idea um really what that was um but I was quite young in retrospect I mean eight nine years old you would think that's quite young but maybe we do need to start having these conversations especially when kids are so exposed to the internet and we've got you know a problem with porn being easily accessible, indecent images being easily accessible and when I mean indecent I just mean like even you know girls in bikinis and you know young boys are looking at that on Instagram it's so accessible now for kids and I think we need to have those conversations but what I was going to say on your point about men grow out of it I do agree to some extent but do they grow out of it or this kind of a rhetorical question do they grow out of it or is it just more covetous as they get older? Because maybe their friends have matured, but I've also, again, dated. By the way, I've not got a long list of dates. I'm very single. Right? It sounds like I've like, dated everybody. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've also dated somebody who was quite incessant with following women online. And when I say incessant, we're talking like 50, 50 girls a week um girls in bikinis kind of like jokey kind of like sexual meme pages and things like that it was on tinder all the time um just I don't even want to know how many people he was 2 and me and probably other people with and that's what I'm saying does it I'm not saying that he was like yes sexual conquest but somewhere in his mind he must have kind of had a bit of an addiction towards that lifestyle and I, mm-hmm. I don't even know what you would call it some kind of addiction towards women um and he was in his 30s and there's other men that you see on, and i'm not saying tinder everyone on tinder's like this but there's other men you see on tinder so is it re- do they really grow out of it or is it just that they don't you know kind of shoulder bump each other and say well done bro anymore you know
0: yeah i think there's probably different stages to to how men grow out of it I think there's some men who grow out of it completely and they do view like that past se- self who was and um, behaving that way they will look at that and maybe disgust and think that was that was that shouldn't have been my behavior I'm glad it's not my behavior now there'll be some who pretend that they've grown out of it but in their head they're still thinking that way and there'll be some who just haven't grown out of it at all and they will be boasting to their friends openly mm-hmm. and um yeah I think I think all of all of it's an issue and I think I think with that the guy that's always on tinder and the guy that's following all these people online I think that's more that's an addiction to screens I think that's an addiction to like it's kind of it's like it's I it's hard to explain I suppose
1: I think think, (laughs) think it's like
0: it's like they 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 get used and I think it's also the same with like tinder is it's very like it's like this kind of it's almost like a dopamine hit you fight, you see yeah, someone and then you true. just get rid of it and then there's a new one and then there's a new one, and there's, a new one and there's a new one it's the same with online as well there's a new one there's a new one you're almost addicted to the people on the screen rather than people in real life and that is probably what leads to this mistreatment of people in real life that's just me mistreated. that's just me on the top of my head
1: yeah true i think it is a screen is it some form of addictive personality but then at the same time it's also mistreating women of course yeah. and this is what we're talking about you know it's it's also mistreating females and women and how you see women as just sexual objects that you can pick up and and maybe this is the problem you know maybe this is why we have such kinds of problems with rape and things like that and I'm not saying that person did that at all that's not what I'm saying that's completely separate but I'm just saying again educating men that like women aren't just objects that you can pick up and throw away and again like I'm saying that's not related to anything like that but I'm just saying there's a, there's a scale isn't there and mm-hmm. I think is that, like I said looking at just following loads of females and oh they look at them in bikinis and look at oh so se- you know sexy I can do this I can do that and that's a problem because I should be able to wear whatever I want and I yeah okay sometimes I dress up and you know I, I you know, I won't mind if I get a few compliments here and there. It's a bit of an ego boost, but I'm not dressing up because I'm like, oh, today I'm going to wear a really short skirt so all the men on the street look at me. I'm simply wearing the outfit because I like the outfit. But obviously, some men don't see it that
0: way. Yeah, I think I think maybe a solution, one, I think there's, there's probably needed a lot of different solutions for this, but I think one is probably... Getting in there early to yes. stop children from accessing pornography because it's it's yes. so accessible to anyone, and just the the undertones mm-hmm. of a lot of pornography say to men that women should be the the inferior one, um, and some, some of them messaged. some are just incestuous as well. I think I think a lot of pornography is normalizing in incest in a way, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I mean think I do
1: I, I, I don't really watch that <laughs> well, I, I don't I'm not too sure so but I, I know what you're getting at it's I agree that's what I was saying earlier it's we need to get in there young and when I was told at eight or nine kind of about what the birds and the bees people might go eight years old that's so young like what would she be doing at eight years old but it's getting in early so that as I got older I was a lot more aware of again it can be trial and error your parents Thank God I can't be there to handhold you through every, you know, yeah. sexual experience. Where your uh, is it PSC PSC teacher? Yeah. yeah. PSC teacher is not going to be there. Um. So it is trial and error, and you're going to meet some. You're going to kiss some frogs along the way, and you're going to meet some really nice, respectful men. Um. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, I think getting in young, the education would be my solution. Um, mm-hmm. but not just on sex though it's healthy relationships and it's forming healthy relationships between a male and a female because although we've come a long way from having separate entrances for men and women at the same time there is still this kind of divide between males and females in society um where you know oh if you have you know male friends then you know you're one way if you have a lot of female friends and you're the other why can't we just see each other as people and yeah there are differences i'm not naive to say there's differences in our genetic makeup but at the same time i think if we just taught children and teenagers and adults just to see each other and respect each other for human beings with feelings and thoughts um maybe we could make progress so it's very yeah. simplistic but i don't actually know what the answer is
0: well i think there there needs to be lots of different answers it's not going to be solved with just one yeah I think yeah. well w- when I think back of like my sex education in high school I can I can remember that we got we put put into groups of maybe four or five one person had to put I think it was like a condom on a banana <laughs> one out, out of the group only one got to do that so the rest of them were just kind of like right well <laughs> <She> <laughs> I does. don't know what I'm doing but I could watch I, I watched it happen
1: because I really um, wanted to do it, and I didn't get to pick <laughs> <one> banana <laughs> I was <raging. laughs>
0: I think the other thing I can't remember any um, gay sex education anything to do with that. maybe we did i don't want I don't want to like badmouth my school I, or anything like that, but I, I don't know. remember that anyway.
1: It was a different time though I mean I think yeah, I forget sometimes that I'm now twenty five and I was born yeah. in the nineties um yeah. and as much as that seems to me five minutes ago it was a whole different time like even mental health I'm not going to go off topic too much but even mental health wasn't discussed a whole lot at school um so we've come a long way but yeah you're right I think it would be great to just normalize sexuality normalize sex a little bit like why even now like you feel taboo even talking to some of your friends sometimes you even feel a bit taboo because you don't know you know if people are going to find that weird or you know and I think, yeah, if we just normalized it a little bit more, it would we could maybe see it be neutralized by normal. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I also think like a point to be made is there's something there's something not right about men who rape women or who sexually assault women. There's no. something there's something wrong there. And I think a solution there is simple is is fixing that problem. Because no, no, no male who's confident in himself, who has like a, a healthy healthy level of self-esteem, who is just healthy in general, is going to rape a woman. So there's something up with mm-hmm. the men who think they can rape women. So there's something that it could be society done or it could be something their parents have done or something their friends have done or their yeah. teachers or something, something needs to change in educating boys to stop boys some boys growing up to thinking they should rape women there's Mm -hmm. there's something and that's maybe that's maybe going back into mental health as well there's maybe something there's mentally they must be in ill health if they think it's acceptable to rape women
1: but then we've got such a lack of mental health funding it's a shame because then if if, again if mental health was more normalized and maybe we could target Mm -hmm. these issues um and I'm a big advocate. I mean, again, I have always feel like I go off on a tangent. Not to go off on no, a tangent, but I, I'm from, um, and I hope my mum doesn't mind me saying this as she sees this, but I'm from a, you know, quite abusive household. Not my mum, mm-hmm. my dad. And I've seen negative male mental health pretty much since birth. And mm-hmm. I know what that's like. But again, back then, and even now, how many people can say that, but again it's hard because we can't have if you don't if you don't take yourself for help you know and sometimes the help only comes when it's too late um like when men have done something like that then they'll get all the therapy they need in prison mm-hmm. or on probation or whatever but again positive mental health and creating stable environments in a household for children as well is. i'm so passionate about that and i think that's why for me when i do settle down eventually and have a partner it's very important for me coming from that background to make sure that i do find the best partner that my kids can have um, or the best you know parent that my kids can have because i think that education and the environment that you grow up in is very important to how you're going to develop as you get older
0: yeah i think a lot of people don't like saying stuff like men who rape women are mentally ill because you think that you're condoning it. It's not to say that it's not wrongful behavior but it's just more thinking that as a, from a solution focused point of view that maybe the solution is um, helping more men out of being mentally ill. I mean you've got a lot of like I think it's more, more men commit suicide and also you can yeah. also put into that category you can put more males are in prison more males rape women more males sexual assault women more males probably more males definitely assault men um, and murder men so it's not just the solution isn't just to say men are the worst and, and and they need to change the solution is what the change needs to be and looking back at what the problem is and i think the problem is male mental health is one of the biggest issues anyway
1: Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. There's obviously a pattern here, I think, um, to some degree. And I think there's always going to be a root cause. If you manage to kind of break down that barrier of somebody, you're always gonna find out, um, even if they don't even really realize it, again, it's all about listening to people and kind of seeing how their psychology actually works. So if you actually ask somebody, you'll get to the root cause eventually. And that's what therapists are for, though, isn't it? They probe until they get to the root cause of your psyche. Um, So there is obviously a pattern here. It's just how do we manage it in in society? How do we stop men raping women? I think the theme that's coming up, even from what we've talked about today, is education from a young age. And I also think, like we're saying as well, porn has a lot to answer for. Um, I think there needs to be much stronger regulations around that. Um, And I think parents also need to do their duty as well in ensuring that what their children are looking at online and the message that they're giving to their children is the right one. And to make sure that they're educating their kids correctly and to respect people um, and to respect women. Because this, this issue has been talked about for centuries um it's not something new i've grown up hearing about it and i think until something i think it starts at home education definitely starts at home but it's what our authorities can do in the way of schooling like we've talked about in education what can we do all the messages we even see online or in adverts um it's being conscious of that and making sure that filters right through
0: yeah yeah and um, going back, like, so we will look at maybe a, f- a few more points, because yes. I think the majority <laughs> the, the, the big tangents there, um, but we basically, we've covered yeah. most of the points anyway, but um, one point there that maybe should get, maybe at least a definition is victim blaming. So I'm assuming that that's what we're talking about there. So yeah. women in a short skirt gets raped. Yeah. You blame yeah. the women for wearing the short skirt. There's, there's your example. That's probably an example of victim blaming. Yes. Um, So the one i wanted to play devil's advocate on because um is the ones who make rape jokes so on the surface i'm going to look like like the worst person for maybe playing devil's advocate here but i think some people would argue this is infringing on free speech now i think if i'm if a guy makes a really horrible disgusting joke about rape it's not funny that's we shouldn't allow that and we call that out but I think maybe from a comedian's point of view this is what I kept on thinking when I thought of this was comedians I suppose their job is always to go very close to the line and if you say what you can and can't say then you're infringing on that it's just I just think well well, one question maybe is where do you draw the line on that so if we can't make rape jokes then Can we also not joke about what's other things that people, like comedians now are joking about 9-11 or joking about the Holocaust. Can we not joke about them as well? So it's where, it's where you draw the line. I think we shouldn't be making, like people who, I suppose people who aren't comedians shouldn't be making rape jokes. And I think, especially, I think people should know the comedian they're maybe going to see. So if you don't want to see a comedian who's going to go really close to the line, don't go see Frankie Boyle. Because you're going to be very upset at what he has to say. That's just and I, again, I I I don't like rape jokes. I I really I think I think they are horrible. And I, I I suppose that was just the the thing that came to my mind when I read that was some people would say well, that's infringing on free speech or comedians wouldn't like that. What do you, you think?
1: You were just pondering, yeah. And I think yeah. again in society we kind of jump on people for even just saying. Well, I was thinking about so. Yeah happy to always listen I I don't I have to disagree slightly so not even slightly I kind of disagree so I get what you're saying about the comedians I I do think you kind of pay to go to an experience where they make you feel uncomfortable and they teeter on the line of inappropriate and but you have to remember you're paying to go and see that experience so that's a choice I think what people are meaning when they say the rape jokes is general people in society so groups of guys at school or at the workplace or in your even in your friend group making those jokes incessantly or even not incessantly but just occasionally you have to question a little bit like what do you find funny about that you know I think someone's humor says a lot about their personality and you know we've done a few of these interviews I am not you know huge on the whole cancel culture thing I'm an advocate that I do think we need free speech but like you're saying where do we toll the line I would toll the line on rape jokes because I, if I heard a man or a friend and I'm actually trying to think of any examples where I have and have I spoke and I think I can't think of a specific example but I think I have heard men and I have actually in a pub, so I do remember an example, I'm not going to repeat what they said, but mm-hmm. they made a really crude joke and all the guys were like, hee hee, you know, like laughing yep. about it. And I said, ew, I was like, mm-hmm. you can't say that. You know, I, I just kind of turned around I was like, you can't say that. and Because mm-hmm. why do you need to make that joke? Why why do you find that appropriate? And I'm not saying that all of these guys would go and do the thing that the man joked yeah, about. Yeah. But again, is it this kind of, Well, you've got five guys would one do that and maybe not the other four does that does that make sense like you just don't know why why and this goes back to what we were saying earlier about men egging their friends on um maybe friends need to hold friends more accountable
0: yeah i think you know
1: by saying oh mate that's disgusting you can't say that you know but even just making them think oh shit okay no one bought that one okay i I won't make that again maybe that was are. like hold your friends accountable even in a nice way you don't have to fall out with them um yeah. but i i i I just don't find. i actually find it quite uncomfortable when people make those jokes if, if i was paying I think, social media that's different
0: it's yeah different. i think <clears throat> at the very least this is a this is one of the points that needs a bit of co- like more context in yeah. that maybe one way of drawing your line on that one is you shouldn't make jokes about rape victims like, I, I can't think of a single thing that could be funny about a rape victim, but I've seen comedians who would make fun of the rapist. So comedians making fun of Harvey Weinstein, for example, that could be classed as a rape joke, but that's it's, different, though, it's sounds- poking fun at the, but that, that's what I mean. It maybe should be a more yeah. context in there. Like, it's not, Yeah. it should be, don't make jokes about rape victims. I'm sure we all agree on that one at the very least, but yeah poking fun at the, 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 the rapist.
1: The perpetrator, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you kind of make a joke about how disgusting he is, or, you yeah. know, you kind of... Yeah, so that, yeah, that's what I'm saying, it's different. You're right, it needs to be context, but if I think that post is more... Well, whoever wrote it, if they ever see this, correct me. again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're probably more talking about in general when you have a group of friends making a joke about something really horrible that does happen to people you know like it does and not specifically joking about oh Harvey Weinstein's a beast you know like something like that or a pedo you know whatever it's joking about when you hear like I said in that pub that pub instance it was directly joking about something awful that does actually happen to a lot of people so why do you need to make those jokes is it to show off Is it Mm -hmm. to get a reaction? Is it for a tech? Like, why do you need to do that? And my whole point was, um, like I said, if you've got five friends and all the guys laugh at this joke, yeah, four of them might not do that. And you'd like to think that people you know would never do something like that. But does does anybody know, you know, any any rapists that have actually went out and done that? um, Does anyone actually, did anyone think before that they would do that? This is what I'm saying. We can
0: yeah, I think there's some for that example of like the five men. One might take it to think, well, it's okay then if they're joking about it, then it must be acceptable behaviour. Um, I think the thing is, the thing is with these bullet points is people like me, like you and me, and the majority of people will look at that and understand what is meant by the the bullet point. Like I, I do understand that that's what that's trying to say, but I think there will be some people who will look at it and think, well, that's ridiculous. You can't say that. And they won't know the implied context. A lot of these posts they have implied context and I think with like topics like this one you need to put the context in.
1: Yeah yeah Uh, yeah and I think that's the problem the general problem with the internet isn't it? Twitter you get 124 characters or however 122 characters or whatever it is you can't really get your whole context into that I think we also have a responsibility to provide more context that's why i'm quite thankful that i'm a journalist in this day and age because i'm taught i'm actually trained to, to make sure that i put context in what i'm saying um or at least try even if i post like something on my story you'll probably see quite often i'll write something underneath in my own words um so yeah it, it it's tough I mean I was just actually looking at some of the other ones I mean I would say I agree with 90 like I said 99% of them like the ones who rank girls I mean can we that one I would maybe say is a little bit ambiguous in the sense that do we not all do that like we all have types and preferences and we do that as women as well You know, you used to have your top ten, your top five at school or whatever. I I don't think that one, I think maybe a few of them, they've just kind of tried to chuck a few (laughs) extras in. I mean, women do that as well. And this is what I'm saying about generalising. There's some things that, yes, are exclusive to men, but then there's also things that, like, ranking, you know, we do that, or he's hot, or he's not. You know, we all do that. So that's one that I would probably not so much agree with, unless, again, the context is different.
0: Yeah, I think the main problem with these posts is implication. Because they're so general, people can think what it's implying. So when this says um, stuff like that, when it says um, don't objectify women, yeah, don't objectify women, but it, that's maybe another point that could be uh, is also general, where women do the same to men, probably not, not to the same extent and not to the same numbers. But it does happen. Women will look at a guy and think, like he's attractive or some something like that um yeah i think it's just with these posts you need there needs to be more context and they're, they're just they're too vague for this topic i think because it's so complex that the implication of it can be misconstrued like one person will read this and think something else compared to what we might think when we look at it
1: Oh right yeah and I think it's I think it's because now as well are our, our, we're not very good at paying attention um so we want everything in digestible chunks so it's easier to do a quick infograph than it is to write a full 800 yeah. word article edit it through post it and all of that kind of. Stuff. and I get it um and you worry that people won't read the whole article and things like that but infographics are great but I definitely think you should always attach a video or an article to most of your infographics um unless it's just a straightforward thing I think you should always say oh link in my bio to an article yeah. I wrote. or maybe just spend even two minutes and do a little video to put on your IGTV or whatever just to say so posted that post and this is what I think in more context um yeah I think it's that side is kind of separate I think it's more of a problem with the internet Which is a kind of a whole different conversation because we see it in cancel culture. We see it in pretty pretty much our culture now, right? That's our culture now to kind of just jump on something. And I got told off once for not posting enough context by my brother who's in America. He's like, you should have, you have a a bit of a platform now. People listen to you. You should be providing more context. And then Mm -hmm. from that day on, like I said, I always make sure that I write a little note, even with like a meme or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um so quickly move on to the next one, which is shorter, which says at the top, I'm a guy, what can I do? So the first one is what we're just talking about. Stop objectifying women. Fair enough. Shouldn't be objectifying women. Um again, well, I think I think with the the conversation that we're having, some men would maybe come back and say, Well, stop objectifying men as well. I would reply to that saying, That's not part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about. It's a fair point, but it's not we're not talking about that we're talking about what men can do yeah women is that's a different conversation to be had
1: yeah and if you want to start your own cause go on with your good self and start your yeah. own cause that's fine but it's mm-hmm. irrelevant to the the immediate conversation that we're having now yeah
0: yeah and um, the other ones don't cat call so i don't know i think with that one i agree with it i think i've like my my partner's is had issues with catcalling, and it makes her feel uncomfortable. And I just think, what is the point? I just always think it's always it's always a builder. It's once well, no don't want to generalize that. It's not always a builder. It's it, but it's usually it's usually a not very good looking man. It's usually <laughs> um it's, it usually is. It's a, it's a man who's run out of ideas, and he's going to honk his horn and he's going to catcall. Like I don't understand what he's thinking is going to happen. Like the woman's going to turn around and be like oh great that's like like a movie yeah (laughs) yeah it's just ridiculous it's not it's it's probably never worked so Mm -hmm. i think people who take offense to that one like men who say well we can't can't catcall women anymore did it ever work so just get rid of it
1: yeah yeah and i think you need to question your maturity levels if you're catcalling women from a balcony or a car or Something like that. And you know, since we've moved to Glasgow, that's happened probably twice as much than what has happened in Glasgow. Like I was saying earlier, I it's not that I don't care. I do feel a little bit uncomfortable by it, but I just want them to know that it doesn't that is not going to affect me. Like you're not going to make me feel uncomfortable walking down the Mm -hmm. street. Even if I do slightly feel like that, I just like I said, I pay it no mind and I just carry on walking. Or I'll kind of, you know, kind of go like, you know, because kind of making them feel stupid for doing it because hopefully probably not they'll cringe at themselves so much that they'll stop doing it (laughs) yeah probably not but you know I I I do feel slightly uncomfortable but I tend just to I I feel more sorry for them that they actually have to do that than for me who's just walking to the shop (laughs)
0: yeah well maybe that's what social media could solve if we just if we mm-hmm. make a meme go viral to show how horrible it is and hopefully it'll reach these men and that that might make a difference yeah um, it's yeah and yeah. It's, it's usually that's the, the most annoying thing is it's usually old men mm-hmm. who are probably married and it's like
1: yeah That's come on i've lost all faith in the world <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, <I> haven't done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um another well here's one that i i get i get the implication but it says leave women alone in public spaces i get the implication if you want to put context on that don't follow women home at night don't oh, yeah, speak yeah, to okay. a woman who's by herself but leave women alone in public spaces is very broad and are, is, is it saying that men can't speak to women in public spaces anymore isn't that the place where they maybe should be speaking if they're going to, if they're going to try flirt with a girl or something like that should it not be in public rather than in a quiet alleyway in the dark again contacts is, is yeah that's what <laughs> it is
1: if it's those men who kind of just come up to you when you stand outside boots waiting for your friend and like, oh you're right darling and kind of staring mm. what are you doing here you know kind of stare at you a bit weird, um, then yeah, just leave women alone. Like just go yeah. and get out. Um, but if it's, you know, a kind of normal guy, seeing seen somebody that he really wants to talk to, um, then fine. But again, it depends on what conversation they're trying to have with you. It depends if they're being creepy. I think anybody that is yeah. conscious of being creepy would probably say like I don't mean to be creepy, by the way. Um, I just yeah. want to go and talk to you, maybe at the bar or whatever. And I hope you don't think that. Um, I'm just sitting over there. If you want to come and chat to me, I'll be sitting over there. You know, leaving it yeah. in the woman's hands and giving her back a little bit of control. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's just a guy, yeah, one of those guys that comes up to you on the street and is kind of just mumbling shit.
0: Yeah. 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 I think I think this goes back to the previous conversation where the yeah. first no is enough. That's that's where it should come into. If you, if you go ch- chat to a girl and she says, I'm not interested, leave it at that, get away. There's nothing wrong with that. You've accepted it. That's fine. Um, and I suppose intention comes into that as well. If your intention is to be horrible or you have bad intentions, then that's maybe where we're coming into. Leave women alone in public spaces if your intentions are bad. If your intentions are just you want to ask the girl out, do so. That's that should be okay to do as but long as you go about safe. it in the correct way. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. exactly. Um, and the last one I want to speak about is believe women, and again, that's another one with with which needs, for in my opinion, in this context, believe more women might be better because I think the legal system is very is very flawed in that. Not I think it's something like ninety percent of rate Perpetrators do not get punished for it. I think I think it was that. I may be wrong. I'll, I'll find that stat and and link it. Which means that we're not believing enough women. But I think to to make a broad statement like that and say believe all women, I think it should maybe change to take all women seriously, take all accusation accusations seriously. But the horrible thing is that some people lie not a lot, a very small minority of accusations are lies, but it does happen. And I think we shouldn't accept for someone to go down for something that they didn't do. There was a there was a case, there was a rock band called Don Brocco and a woman accused one of the band members of, I think it was sexual assault, I'll link an article or something like that in the bottom to make sure. And it looked like they were gonna get canceled in this thing which would be which should be the case if it was true but it came out about two weeks later that she was lying it wasn't it wasn't true at all and Mm -hmm. if we had kept if we had if she hadn't admitted that that would have been someone innocent going down for something like this so I think the change is take all women seriously and believe more women might be a better statement Um, no I
1: think with um rape accusations you should kind of take it seriously like you're saying or believe women um but also leave maybe that two percent unless there's unrefutable evidence leave that two percent or one percent in your head that innocent until proven guilty but i definitely think that you should take any accusation very seriously yeah it's, but then you have to believe it and to some extent but i think also like i said leave that smidgen yeah
0: um
1: of kind of innocent until proven guilty as well. Because that would technically mean that, say, if the person was lying about their accusation, then that would mean that now we, we create a society where anybody can accuse anybody of anything. And you could put online such and such said or did this to me and then everyone just believes it. And that's it's very dangerous to do that because then we create a society where you could be accused of something. and You can't refute it because everyone would just believe it anyway. But when it comes to rape, I think you need to take the accusations very seriously. And you also have to remember that there's probably a very small minority of women who would lie about that. Or men, rape happens to men as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think we have to, you know, there's a very small minority. And again, we have to be careful not to, even us talking right now, not to generalise and say Mm -hmm. that kind of most of the accusations are false or could be false because you would like to also think, you know, someone was making the accusation that they've been through hell and back and that they need help for that to seek justice. And you don't want to think that people would actually lie about that.
0: Yeah. I think the thing to yeah, to reiterate is that it's a very, very small minority of accusations will be lies or just um like essentialized. Um and I think some people would maybe reply saying, Well, it is a very small, small number of accusations. So what why why can't we just believe all women? I think it's because it's the consequence of that, is if we do believe all anyone who makes an accusation, then the consequence of that is innocent people go down. That That is the consequence, I think. And I do believe we should believe w- like ugh, way more women than we believe right now because the whole system is so corrupt when it comes to these cases. Um, I think it also comes down to, for this the general public, is look at these cases rationally. I think if you have a case where one woman's made an accusation, take it seriously but it's not that's not what am I trying to say that's not that doesn't mean that it definitely did happen but if you have a, if you have cases where it's five different women say something about the same guy you can basically you can rationally say it's probably I true it's
1: a case by case basis because you mm-hmm. know Alex Salmond was accused by was it nine women mm-hmm. um and he was found non-guilty by what was it like almost an all-female jury mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing with that one is, um, i correct me if am wrong, or I'll put an article on this, I'm sure the, the verdict was he didn't commit a crime, but that's not to say that he didn't, there wasn't inappropriate behaviour.
1: But this is so, what I'm saying, it's a fine line between what is yeah. inappropriate um, in society mm-hmm. and what is not and like I was trying to say to you earlier there's instances as a woman where you'll go through things that don't feel right or you'll be put in situations which you know are a little bit wrong but then you won't speak up because one legal costs are expensive and two if it's not a crime then really what's the point (laughs) What, what are you going to achieve by complaining about you know that's how you feel you kind of feel like um what's the point say if somebody kind of touched my leg a little bit you know and it made me feel uncomfortable but if I'm not going to be believed and if I'm going to have to spend £10,000 on a legal representation and I'm going to cause all this like I said earlier furore then you stay silent as a woman and like I said I've been in those situations myself so I know how you feel and we should be able to speak up and we should be able to get the representation and we should have people prosecuted but it's a lot more complicated than that um yeah especially when you know the perpetrator or you're in the same friend group as the perpetrator or you know it's even a work colleague um it can be very difficult i think to be put in that situation um yeah so that's what i'm saying i know you're saying well if three people are you could presume but then can we presume you know can't
0: yeah, I think it may be just...
1: There's a lot of questions. It. It's very... There's yeah. no right or wrong answer. Well, th- yeah, there's no right or wrong answer to that, I don't think. I think
0: yeah,
1: it comes down to men <laughs> should not be raping or sexually assaulting women, and that's the bottom line. But obviously, like we're saying social media, there needs to be more context and education around what what is... Kind legally inappropriate, or what is in society inappropriate, <laughs> and what isn't? It's yeah, it's hard. To, yeah, it, it's hard. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to kind of
0: well, that yeah,
1: let women down either. It's just as a woman, I'd go back and forth about this in my own head sometimes. And like I said, I've been in those situations, so I sympathise with anyone that has. And I'm just telling it how it is. Like I know what it's like. I'm not saying that's right, and I'm not saying that you know we should be silenced. I'm just saying that it happens. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the solution to these these issues is what we're doing now is having the conversation. We it, it could be that some of the things we've talked about were wrong, or we might go back on ourselves and think, well, maybe we've said, maybe I, the other the other side was was right on that one, and that's fine. That should be fine. I think the way we should be talking about these issues is we shouldn't be married to our opinions. We should be willing to say I was wrong about that and not be scared of being called out because this is this is a very sensitive topic and especially I think it's a tricky it's a tricky subject for a man to have I think and a woman as well I just think that since the majority of the conversation has been aimed at men I think men need to be able to have the conversation and be part of the conversation Mm -hmm. I think that that in general is a solution whether we have specific solutions that's a harder thing to solve but the conversations maybe the start
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think what's been discussed in the past few weeks, And in defence of that post, people aren't always going to get it right. It's if people are willing to learn from that um, behaviour or learn, you know, to listen, if they listen to other people as well. It's the people who write these posts and are also unwilling to listen to another point of view that I think can sometimes be quite Not dangerous, but do you know what I mean? It can be a dangerous territory to go down. But I think at the same time, there's always scope to learn. And I think the conversation is the way that we begin that learning process and hopefully a healing process as well.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably a positive place to end because it's It's... been a very it's been a dark subject, but at least we've ended on something optimistic.
1: Thank you for having me. And I'm sorry about my as I was saying to you, earlier <laughs> my flatmate needed to make lunch, so I had to come and sit mm. in my room, <laughs> but it was cosy nonetheless.
0: I think people <laughs> like, understand.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, I know working from home, but thank you so much for having me as well. It was for um, back an interesting topic.
0: And that's it for episode ten. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you, it was thought provoking for you. If you have any thoughts on this, please get in touch on Instagram. It's just GTMediaUK all one word. You can also see all my other work at gtmedia.uk or you can view this on YouTube, the YouTube channel is uk. Um, I also said in the podcast that I would link some ideas down so there'll be articles, there'll be tools for safety for women and other references that were made in the podcast. And yeah, so please enjoy your day and I'll see you next time for episode 11.